Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. We have not talked about Chile and its borderline revolution nearly enough. And I know the reason why, or at least I'm fairly certain I know the reason why. Um, so a little bit of background for those who maybe didn't know about this or have forgotten. But back near the start of the year, there were a lot of protests happening across Latin America. Um, protests to overhaul the pension system in Colombia, protests against mistreatment and um, the hiking of taxes in Ecuador, um, protests um, about various different states of programs in Chile, uh, there was a coup in Bolivia that deposed Evo Morales' government, a whole bunch of things like this, right? But the one I want to focus on is Chile, because this one is the most successful and important because it was a borderline revolution. So, um, ostensibly it started because of a several peso or something hike in their subway fares. And this was really just the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, a lot of people had been stewing with anger for some time at the ineffectiveness of their government and the so-called Chilean model for um, dealing with all the problems that were mounting, uh, economic inequality, housing affordability, healthcare costs. If these are sounding familiar, just hang on a second. The thing about Chile and why so many people have hyped it up as this Latin American model that everyone should aspire to is because after the, um, the democratically elected leader of Chile, I believe it was, uh, no, it wasn't Allende, it was um, someone. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but basically there was a coup in Chile. Uh, yeah, okay, it was Salvador Allende, and then he was overthrown by Augusto Pinochet, or Pinochet, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And uh, Pinochet, being an ally of the Americans during the Cold War, was also a so-called economic liberator. So at least he wasn't communist. So they brought in all these uh, neoliberal guys, part of, I think it's called the Chicago Club or something like that, or the Chicago Gang of Seven. These high-profile, very successful and notorious economists from Chicago, they brought them there. And then they decided that this was going to be the model that they would base uh, everything off of. It was pretty much a neoliberal wet dream. And what ends up happening is that first, sure, Chile is growing, but there are, of course, some problems. One of which is that the military still has a lot of sway in the country because when uh, Pinochet finally fell, Part of the compromise was that the military still had a say in Chile's uh, constitution. So this brings us to today where the people of Chile rose up and the army was deployed and the people still protested and it was again a borderline revolution. They won a lot of concessions from their government including one which was a referendum on changing their constitution. It was originally supposed to happen in April, but then the coronavirus happened. So now it's been pushed to October and everyone's kind of narrowing their eyes thinking this better still happen in October. But the reason why we didn't hear about this in the West is because Chile suffers from a lot of the problems that we in the West do, whether you're in America, Canada, the UK. 
um, France, Germany, Spain, all these countries, which for a while have enjoyed decent economic growth and decent standards of living, the systems are starting to fall apart. But these were systems that were really first talked about about 40 years ago. So about the start of the Reagan administration is when things really get into gear. And you see a lot of nations becoming uh, these places that put a really big emphasis on neoliberal economics. And now that's been challenged in Chile. And while all of us in North America and Europe, Australia, while we're all angry at this system, our media, which is largely owned by neoliberal corporations, didn't want us to know about this and how successful, without weapons by the way, the Chilean protests were at winning concessions from their governments. So I really want people to pay more attention to Latin America and the struggles they have, especially in the richer parts of Latin America, because it's very similar to what we're going through and can offer a roadmap of what to do and give us, hopefully, some inspiration as to what we can do and how we should do things in order to get some of the changes that we want and need in our society. But you're not going to hear that from the media that is owned by the very forces that cause these problems. So please keep an eye out. Please pay attention to what's happening in Chile and Latin America at large. And then we might just have a chance at getting over and solving all these problems and issues that seem to be plaguing us and all revolve around the same thing. And that's what was bothering me today.